Hello and welcome to the Marketing Retro Podcast, where Josh, which is me, and Adrian, which is she's over there on the other side of my screen. Hello. <laughs> uh, we're here to talk about different marketing topics on a weekly basis. So, uh, Adrian, what do you have this week? Yeah, so I have been intrigued lately by the, the gurus in the interwebs mm-hmm. and the kind of argument, the discourse that has been going on that I've seen about content marketing versus SEO. And what's the difference? Is there a difference? What does each mean? Uh, Why is there kind of an argument going on of which is better and which approach works? Um, And so I thought thought maybe we could talk about it because Josh, you seem to have, you have built Referral Rock and you've said this publicly before on SEO. Like you felt like SEO was one of your great marketing assets, a great tool you used. Would you agree with that statement? Yep, 100%. Yeah. Okay, cool. And I am a content marketer who basically says, I'm not strong in SEO. I don't do, quote unquote, I'm using air quotes, I don't do mm-hmm. SEO. <laughs> so let's talk about that. Like what, let, let's define our, our, let's create our definitions first for our audience. What does SEO mean? Ooh, okay. So from my standpoint, you know, by, by pure uh, abbreviation of the word, or what's that called? Acronym, right? SEO is search mm-hmm. engine yeah. optimization, right? And if you know exactly what those words are, you'll hear it be used in all kinds of like, you know, broken grammar ways of saying, you know, even as I described it. So SEO is a, as a channel that we get a lot of, a lot of our, uh, a lot of our leads from, but describing it that way in its literal sense is like, optimizing your content for the search engine. So for me, this includes how to get, how to get it to rank, like looking at keyword types of topics that are searched by the search engine. So you have to know where, like what topics people are looking for. So for me, it is, it is all about just how do you get in those places? And this could definitely dive into a deeper hole. There's technical SEO, there's like backlinks, there's all kinds of like, We'll call it science and the algorithm to get things to rank, uh-huh. right? Um, but that that is what I consider like the SEO part. So where your audiences are first going to Google uh, or Bing or some mostly Google is what most people talk about when they talk about yeah. SEO, and um, you are getting your content to show up for the terms they're looking for. Yes, absolutely. Okay, so then defining content marketing, um, it is basically creating content that's going to meet your customer audience buyer needs at the various point of their buyer journey, user life cycle, things like that. Um, and it can be, the, the goal is to find them and place it where the need is. So on Google, absolutely, to be searchable. Um, within product, mm-hmm. uh, you know, within email newsletters, all of the different kinds, the whole landscape essentially of how someone could consume content. I think the argument comes into play when people say, well, I do content marketing. I'm not really like, I'm not a strong SEO. I'm not, not looking into SEO mm-hmm. is they think that creating content for SEO means you're writing like a robot, you're keyword stuffing, you're not really thinking about the end reader, you're not actually meeting your buyer's needs or questions, you're just only writing stuff 
um, for the Google algorithm and in a way that's going to get you ranked. But that's not so much the case, right? Like that would not be good content, would it? So as the way you described it, yes. And I think that's that's the typical like kind of uh, misnomers or fallacies. And, and not to say that it isn't true in a lot of circles, um, but as I view it, it is yeah. like, I think content marketing is the bigger picture, right? It is like you described, you're basically creating content to, you know, whether it's brand awareness, leads, like all these different areas of funnel, however you might describe the different uh, places in, an, in, a, in a person's journey, whether they're already accustomed, whether you're having to try them come back, whether they're early just discovering you or your brand or that type of thing. But I think of SEO as the channel. So it's like, like you mentioned social, yes. all these places. And you also mentioned, you know, you mentioned social email newsletters, like all these different channels for, for the actual distribution of the content. Um, but, but SEO right. in there, I do view it as a channel within there. And if you are quote unquote, your air quotes, like writing for SEO, um, if you are like doing it the style that most people think when they just think of an SEO person. Yes, that can be done that way. And it also means SEO also doesn't always mean a human writer either. So there's what's also called programmatic right. SEO, which means like you are either, let's say you have spreadsheets or data or a database of information and you are using that to automatically create these types of pages. Like Zapier is a good example. A lot of other tools out there, I think, um, ones that would have templates and marketplace types of things, those things are all pulled from a database or a central source that it's not. And when I say it's programmatic, like, yes, people are writing some of these things, but at the same time, it's like more of like Mad Libs, like they're filling the blanks and then using right. software to craft and have the end product look like an article or look like a information page, like Airbnb has all these pages, but someone isn't designing each one of those, like you would design a normal piece of content. Um, but they're just like, oh, we need an intro. It's going to stuck here. And the developer decided to move it to the right-hand side and a little, you know, information about the city. So it's like, you could have all these things because they come from different sources and they're all glued together programmatically, which also means how's the title. It's not necessarily, they could do what people would call keyword stuffing to move the keys, move to the right headings. Basically the SEO side is how is Google going to look at it? So it knows how to, how to rank it and how to place importance on it in search results. Right. Absolutely. And I think that as a channel, it's extremely lucrative and it's, it's a key part of content marketing in, in general. Um, you know, when I'm creating content strategies and really thinking about, uh, you know, creating valuable content that people are going to enjoy you. The first part for me is talking to customers. And then the second part is getting on keyword mm -hmm. research tools. I use SEMrush or I've used Ahrefs, but doing that keyword research to say, okay, now that we have a valuable, like we have a key understanding of what our audience, what their questions are, what kind of stuff they're asking. We need to now kind of frame it in the way that people are searching for those answers on Google so that we can meet the larger and broader audience. So it's a valuable channel. Um, I think in some circles, it kind of gets a bad rep, maybe because there are some 
bad players or bad tactics, or we've all gotten those, uh, you know, backlink emails mm -hmm. that are relentless and they call themselves, oh, I'm an SEO or <laughs> we're an SEO agency. And that's like their first tactic is to just kind of spam people for backlink emails and nobody enjoys that. Right. So, um, but I think there's a marriage. I don't, I don't see that there is, there's no difference. SEO is a right. strong channel in the overall content marketing strategy. Um, it's just funny to see the discourse and kind of the discussion. It definitely is. It definitely is. Cause you're seeing these, a lot yeah. of people that are pure content writers. Right. And it's almost like a, Hey, I, I know what's best for the audience. And if I have to write it, I'm not writing for robots. Right. I think you mentioned that. And that's like a common, a common argument. I mean, and I yeah. think that that's right. But if they're, if they are, there is those, and I like the nuance that we're putting on this about the channels, because that's what matters. It's like, if you are, if you're Buzzfeed, you are writing for people come to the homepage to lead, to see what the less they're not writing for Google. They're not writing for SEO. Their audience or their channel is homepage and social media, right? If something like that. So the type of headlines they're going to yeah. have, the type of information, they're also on a wheel of needing to produce new content every day, five, 10, maybe 20 article pieces every day, oh, fun yes. little quizzes about like, you know, which, which, uh, Disney princess are you or Prince, you know, whatever. Um, but those are the types yes. of things that they know those audience. Someone's not probably Googling which Disney prince or princess I am, but maybe they are once they've heard about it, right. Then they could take this quiz, whatever. Right. but they're not writing for that channel, which I think is interesting is because when you talk to content marketers, you, you take, just talk to someone that started in it from a journalism side, they are thinking very much front page real estate of a blog that, so like they have tied content marketing with its channel. I think content marketing is the broader scope, but like, if you're writing for social, it's very different. Like both you and I are active on, you know, Twitter or LinkedIn or different things like that. And you also have to write and like, you have to speak the language of that, of that, of that land. Right. So like, like SEO content is not going to play well in social, but that's mm -hmm. that change. Yeah. So like I said, I think that the bigger piece is content marketing. The challenge is most people are gluing the content plus the, the channel together as one locked in view. And I think as you start to look at it, where content is the meat <laughs> and here's all the channels to get there. That's when it's your eyes start to open up and you're like, okay, yeah, I could see how can I, you don't, you may not write the content. You might be writing the content for one channel. Sometimes it may work for two channels, but it may not always like that's not a guaranteed thing. It can be a this and, but not necessarily this or so to speak. Mm -hmm. I think that is a great explanation, a great framework, a great mindset to think about really what is content marketing and how SEO can help it all. Um, you know, and when you're creating content, it's search engine optimization. Yes. But really, like you said, you kind of want each place you put your content to be optimized for search. So if you're using Twitter, make sure that you're creating Twitter, you know, posts, or if you're sharing blog posts that are going to be easily searchable by topic. Like if I'm thinking about Oh man, somebody posted something on, um, you know, I don't mm -hmm. know, an auto dealership last week. And I can't remember who it is. I want to, you should be able to like use Twitter search and find those kinds of things. Or, you know, LinkedIn, if you're looking for, you know, I really want to know, um, all of the things about mm 
uh, user research right now. I'm really trying to nail into UX and, and all of that stuff actually more intimately and deeply. I want to be able to go to LinkedIn, search that as a topic and find tons of information. So thinking about even each land, like you said, each platform as its own kind of search and channel will just increase the ability for other it's people interesting to find that you brought that up because I don't, I never search on all those ones you mentioned. Like I never search on Twitter. I never search on LinkedIn. So that's an no? interesting thing because to me, again, oh you know, my. everyone's different. Everyone uses these things differently. I, with LinkedIn and Twitter and any of the social things, I'm just, I just doom scroll my feed <laughs> or I like look at different people. So it's more of like, Hey, what is so-and-so saying? Like oh. it might be, it might be a search by person, but it's almost rarely by topic. Cause to me, it's like, if I'm searching in there, I'm just getting the fire hose of everyone's consciousness at this point of the day. And I don't even know. So hopefully, and anytime I find something like I like not by search, but by like reading in the feed, I'm usually like bookmarking it or saving a link to somewhere else. If it's something like I kind of want to go back to, but that's interesting because I don't do it at all. So when you mentioned that, I was like, huh, two, we have two totally different, you know, user behaviors there. And uh, I would never think about optimizing for search other than seeing yes. like kind of hashtags, other things like the trending, but I never look at trending. So that's sort of lost on me. So. I use Twitter search, and maybe this is because, you know, creating content, being a content marketer, I'm uh, always looking for what are people saying? How are they saying it? What are the questions they have? So when I want to find out what the general consensus is on a topic, I go to social and I click it and I research it. And I'm like top posts, most popular, most recent. Or if I want to know what the general sentiment was in 2016, Twitter is great because I can filter through dates. I can filter through people's sizes of their audiences. And then I can have, you know, the general information. Some of it's trash. You know, it's not always like, oh, this every single post is just so high value. Um, but there are golden nuggets in there that like just feed and create ideas, um, especially that's for content. And, and then in my kind of world. That's, 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 that's super interesting. Yeah. And I think because, because you're also in a lot of like wide yeah. research mode across lots of different things. So it's not probably as much on a personal, a personal level, like minor, I'm probably like where I'm, I'm not researching there per se. Right. So I'd, I'd be interested to know what is more of the, the norm, yeah. like who, who, who's more the oddity? Is it me or you? <laughs> and it's fine either way. It's just interesting. <laughs> let us know what do they say post it in the comments if you've ever used yeah, like twitter that. search isn't that what the, the youtubers say um yeah but i mean i think that is part of thinking of seo or content right. marketing in the most optimized way right like we want each piece of content to be most optimized most easily found easily mm -hmm. accessible um who is it is it ross simmons i believe so who yeah talks about the distribution, the distribution of content. Like real, he's got, I've downloaded his little, he's got a packet. It's like 500 checklists. I don't even know. That could be an exaggeration, but it was a huge checklist of places to distribute your content. Um, of course, not every place works for every brand and every company. So you use discernment and like your own judgment, but it's a really good way to think like, oh, you know what? Google search engine isn't the only option when we're working on a piece of content. Mm -hmm. But it is an option. So don't ignore it either. Like make sure you're creating content that 
that is going to be easily found on Google um, and then find other ways and other places to put it. I think that's, I love the way that really people are marrying the two when they should be De decoupled. Not necessarily like it's, it's, it's it, a but different, yeah, it's just like, a, like these are the, SEO. you know, if you're not in, in love them. with the channel term, but I think these are, if someone thinks that these is like, just these are the different watering holes where people are. And again, we kept bringing up like, what is, you know, if these are all different watering holes, what is the behaviors in those? Are people searching? Are people just reading from the feed? What are they looking for? What is typical in their watering hole over there? And how do you speak that language? And I think like we talked about SEO is one of them. We talked about social, although we're debating people who use search or not. And, and I think email marketing is another one. We talked about front page, like site visitors, kind of like the mm -hmm. old, uh, like I just go to a news site and I read what's on the front page like the typical where blog and journalists like brains sort of think. Um, I'm sure there's others and each social media one has yeah. their own different flavor. You know, we probably don't even want to get into like TikTok at this point, but, but, but I think that's the, the probably the good takeaway because you brought up a great topic, which was this <laughs> SEO or content marketing. And it's really is or versus content marketing. And it's not really about that. It's more of a, like it's SEO and content marketing. You might not have to, it, it is a channel that you put on top or a watering hole and you content marketing is the meat. Is that, is that base that you are still trying to tune yeah. for your audience, but you have to know which channel. So they are very tightly related. Um, but they're often people aren't even when they're trying to have a debate, it's really not a really a debate because they're half the time. They're not even talking about the same thing. Exactly. They're not. And there are, you know, I know, like we said earlier, that the kind of scammy people are like, oh, I don't want to do the backlinks. I don't want to like spam a hundred email addresses and try to get a link. I've never done that. And yet I have been able to get hundreds of thousands of links. Probably I haven't actually gone back and done my research. So that number could be exaggerated, but lots of links just by creating partnerships and uh, friendships and networks with other companies, with other content marketers, um, you know, it doesn't have to be this sleazy, gross kind of feeling yep. thing. It can actually be like strong partnerships. It can be a way to, um, you know, share knowledge base to actually promote other people. Um, and I think that's, that's something that the, the, the journalists, the content marketers who feel like, oh, I don't do SEO, they're doing it. They're just not necessarily wanting to subscribe to some of the, right. the tactics. Right. Yeah, I definitely think where I, I can SEO see where that has a very jarring, like, like, oh, you're just trying to game it. Like, you can't game good content, right? Like, I get where it comes from, but then there's also the whole thoughts of, like, when you get that Google, like, yeah. there is an algorithm. Absolutely. So there is a thing. And, and actually all these people are different algorithms, except, except everyone has a different algorithm themselves of like what is going to be important to them, what is going to resonate with them. So they all know that. Mm -hmm. The fact that Google has won, for the most part, like technically, you know, every, when you search something and I search something, the chances of us getting different results are pretty yeah. high. It might be closely related, but Google's always testing this, trying to figure out what is even more personal to you on your results and True. mine. But if you ignore the technical aspects and never get backlinks and never get that, it's like, it's also, well, you can't just stick your head in the sand and say this doesn't exist because it does. Now, if all of your traffic is coming through another channel and you care to ignore it, that's fine too. Um, no one's going to 
but you're probably missing out on an opportunity if you aren't, don't have your eyes open yeah. for partnerships or those things, or at what point does that partnership all of a sudden feel icky? Like if you were working with someone with a co-authoring different blog posts and someone's working with you and it seems like a great partnership, you don't even notice it. You're writing it, you're both getting backlinks to each other. And all of a sudden they, that person emails you like, oh, hey, Adrian, can you link to this other one? And then all of a sudden that that flips a bit for you and it becomes that turnoff of like, now it's just, uh, now they're just trying to get backlinks from me and just had this adverse reaction, right? But also it could be like, okay, maybe, yeah, but now it's transactional. do I still like the person? Does that still, you know, and, and maybe that doesn't show off radar, show off in your brain or those things, but you're going back to, the algorithm still exists, whether whether you like it or not. And as much as I think anyone wants to, uh, I wouldn't say just like, I want to say like, be idealistic. I don't want to feel anyone that, that it's not a bad thing to have strong values and all of these things. But I also feel like you're, you're, if you're ignoring it or sticking your head in the sand and um, you could still be strongly like, I never do, I never do outreach. I never do backlink swaps. I don't do it. There's all kinds of stuff. And, but you, some people that's just, they're, they're doing it for different reasons and, you know, you can choose to ignore it, but something's working for other people. You don't have to necessarily yeah. bash it or, or turn it, turn it totally off. Cause you should at least be aware. So. Yeah. What a lesson. Yeah. If something's working for someone else, mm -hmm. maybe just let them do, let them, let it work for them. I think you, to sum up. A little to the, the a good summary for the whole thing is it's mm -hmm. not SEO right. versus content marketing, it's content marketing and SEO. I felt like that was a great statement to kind of a key takeaway. Just utilize it if you can. Try your best. And and right. at the end valuable of the day, content that aligns valuable that like, aligns really with that, that audience of where that watering hole is. You can ignore those other ones. That's fine. But, but I think any good content marketer yes. like, is going to know, is going to stick to that. So cool. All right. Well, thanks. We'll talk next week. Absolutely. Bye. Great. Thanks, Josh. Bye.